The opinions and viewpoints expressed in .NET Rocks are not necessarily those of its sponsors or of Microsoft Corporation, its partners, or employees. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, which is solely responsible for its content. Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter. Hey Rockheads, put down that brick of black cats and listen up. It's time for another stellar episode of .NET Rocks, the internet audio talk show for .NET developers with Carl Franklin and Richard Campbell. This is Lawrence Ryan announcing show number 574 with guest Mary Jo Foley. Recorded Sunday, June 27th during the live weekend. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter. And now offering SharePoint 2007 video training with Sahil Malik on DVD, DNR TV style. Order your copy now at www.franklins.net. Support is also provided by Telerik, combining the best in Windows forms and ASP.NET controls with first-class customer service. Online at www.telerik.com. And by Grape City Data Dynamics, makers of ActiveReports.net. Simple, powerful, and cost-effective reporting for Windows Forms and ASP.NET web applications. Online at www.datadynamics.com. And now, the man whose punk just went out, Carl Franklin. You're listening to the .NET Rocks live weekend. It's Carl, it's Richard, and it's Mary Jo Foley, and we're here in the studio. Hi, Mary Jo. Uh, how are you? I'm good. How's New York? New York was very hot when I left today. Yeah, it's been kind of muggy. We talked to uh, your friend as well, Andrew Bruss, today. He said yes. rather humid. Very humid. <laughs> yes. Yes. So it's nice to escape to your new lovely studio here. That's air-conditioned this time. Yes. Yes, very civilized up here. So we were talking uh, just a minute ago that you bought an iPad. No, no. You're thinking of buying an iPad. I'm thinking of buying an iPad. This is true. I am thinking about it. And here's why I'm thinking about it. And I'd love you guys to talk me out of it. Okay. Um, So I've never bought Apple products. Not an Apple fan. Now, is this on principle? It's on principle, and it's mostly because I hate the Apple fan base. Okay. They They're hate selling. me. It's their customers. They hate me. I hate them. It's not the company. It's the customers. Yes. <laughs> and I don't want to be part of that group. Ah. I, don't, I don't want to be one of them. Yes. But I actually went into an Apple store last week. Really? For the first time in two years. And I hid my identity. I wore some dark sunglasses and all. <laughs> Because last time I was in an Apple store, I kind of got attacked because Uh-oh. someone recognized me and they said, are you one of those Microsoft people? Oh, nice. wow. So um, I went in the Apple store in Soho and I checked out the iPad and I told the guy who came up to help me, I said, you know what? I'm a Windows user. And he said, oh, I'm sorry. Nice. But I said, mm. I like the iPad and I really would like if Microsoft did this or one of their partners, but if they aren't going to do it, 
I mm. might have to buy an iPad. So what is it you like about the iPad? Okay, so what I like about the iPad is instant on, instant off. Okay. Really long battery life. Mm-hmm. And the form factor. The really thin. Thin. Like you can put it in this giant purse that I have right here. Right. So it's also the it actual dimension. The actual dimensions are somewhat unique. It's like a yes. nine-inch screen. Right. Okay. So these are all relevant issues. And there's nothing quite like that. I mean, City, you look over at me. I have a motion computing tablet in front of me, right? This is an LE1700, which motion computing has now stopped making. Technically, this you could almost call this an iPad. It's a little bit bigger. It's an 11-inch. It's way more expensive, but it is, and it's actually a PC. But the keyboard's detachable. It's just a screen. It's not touch. That's good. But, you know, it's along the same sort of lines. Yeah. I, I went to Microsoft's open house that they had in New York on Tuesday. They had a consumer open house where they were showing all their latest and greatest PCs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I said to the guy there, I'm like, show me something I've never seen. Show me something like the iPad. And he's like, we've got nothing like the iPad. Right. This is their consumer open house for the holiday season. Yeah, so you think they'd have a better answer to that question. You kind of think they would. Yeah. That um, would be the time to have a better it answer. It would to the be question. the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, man, it, it's killing me to say this. I'm not saying it for promotional reasons or because I want to chide them or anything, but I'm actually thinking about buying an iPad. Why don't you? I may. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to talk you out of it. I think it's a great machine. Yeah, you're, you, Carl's a fan of the iPhone. I'm almost in your camp, per se. I don't own any Apple products of any kind. Although I will have to admit that I've just made, I've made, said a, made a misstatement. I owned exactly two iPods. One was a gift. And yeah. it actually has an engraving on the back thanking me for my service. Mm-hmm. The other one is in my car. Because it had an iPod interface, there was no other way for me to put music into my car. The interesting thing, of course, consequence of that is the experience of setting that iPod up made me hate Apple more. <laughs> yes. iTunes <laughs> yeah. is like sticking a needle in your I know. eye. That's what I said to the uh, the clerk in the Apple store. I said, so I'm, I really want to buy an iPad, but I don't want to run iTunes ever. And he's like, yeah. oh, no, no, I think you're talking about the old iTunes. I said, no, I'm talking about the iTunes that runs on Windows 7. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a virus. It's kind still like really horrible. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, every t- and every few days it asks me to update it and st- install additional things. It's always trying to get me to install Safari. It's always trying to get me to install Mobile Me. You know, it's, yeah, it's pretty awful. Like, it's badly behaved. Of course, I was... I think there's plenty of other products that do that sort of thing, too. Hewlett-Packard's been annoying me pretty well with their constant nagging about installs and updates for printers. You know what annoys me? Windows Media Player. Yeah. This is the worst user interface I've ever seen in my life. Do you realize that The one in Windows 7. There's a one centimeter by one centimeter area that you have to right-click on to get the menu that does everything. (laughs) The problem is that Windows Media Player was perfect in version 8. (laughs) <laughs> and since then, they had no more good ideas, so now they've gone with the bad ideas, which is an advantage because they get two versions out of it, one when they put it in and one when they take it back out again. <laughs> it is the worst user interface for yeah. a media player we're, I think I've we're ever now seen. At, yeah, Windows ver- Player 11, and they are so far out of good ideas that it's just coming up with bad ideas. But Okay, so here's, here's what I want, though. If, if Microsoft or its partners made this, here's what I would want. I want a WinPad. 
Right. I, I want it to run Zune services. I want it to have the Zune interface be the alternative to Windows Media right. Player. So that sort of Metro look, the thing that's right. in the Zune HD. Right. We want the Zune HD in that 9-inch form Exactly. Factor. I want a big-ass Zune HD. There you go. Now right. you're talking. Right? So maybe like a, a, a Windows phone pad. Exactly. Well, you're, it makes me wonder pad. if the HP Slate that got canceled wasn't that product. Well, yeah, I don't think not so. really. And we don't we don't officially know if it was canceled. Yes, still. they've not really said right. anything. All they've really said is, seeing how we own Palm, it seems kind of odd to go with Windows, yeah. doesn't it? Rob Windsor tweets, I heard they're resing, re- resurrecting Courier. The code name for the project is Consolas. <laughs> <laughs> very good. That's awesome, Rob. Uh, that's very clever. <laughs> Console yeah. us, please console us. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't I didn't want courier either though. When I saw really? the, No. I don't want okay, I don't like tablets, but I like slates. And to me they're two different things. A slate is really like a very thin slab that has no buttons or anything. It's all touch. And I don't care about handwriting recognition. I know yeah. there are a lot of OneNote fans out there. I, I still am not among the converted. Yeah. Really? No. Nope. You know, I'll I'll tell you what won me over to OneNote. It was collaborative work. It was doing application design where everybody in the room wants to contribute to the app, but somebody has to take notes. And that person who takes notes can't contribute. But with OneNote, two people can contribute to the same notepad at the same time. And so you get to switch. When that person who would normally take notes wants to contribute, the other person can type. That was, you know, it's always a feature. It's like a lollipop feature. That one won me over for Hmm. OneNote. I hate to collaborate. <laughs> I have to admit it. I'm not a fan of collaboration. Well, look at what you do for a living. Yeah, right. I guess it's true. You are the I'm lone writing. writer. I'm writing. You? Leave me alone. alone exactly. Yeah. I know. And whenever I say that, people are like, "Yeah, but don't you need to like send your editors your documents before you post them to your blog?" I said, "No. I just hit publish. I don't. I don't have anybody overseeing me right now." Yeah. So. You. So you are editor free. I am. Those I'm, words on that article are absolutely verbatim. Yes. Yeah, so if I get sued, I have to indemnify myself, which right. is a very frightening prospect. It's the, yeah. the non-trivial issue. That, yeah. that, yes. That, yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it also means no one's calming you down either. Like, it does. Do you really want to go this way? Right. Yeah, that doesn't happen. Right. So what if you had a combination of a slate like an iPad, but it also had a stylus if you wanted to write, but no buttons? See, the thing I don't like yeah. about the... The, you know, the tablets and stuff is there's buttons everywhere. And when right. you hold it, you press a button and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. This is bad design, if you ask me. Yeah, I would buttons love that. be soft. That'd be great. Yeah. Carl, could you do something? I don't think so. No, <laughs> but maybe Microsoft is listening. They I'm can do something. Guy. Well, I, you know, the, the thing that's interesting is, is the netbook side of this as well, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can actually spend less money on it than an iPad right. to get a really compact PC. And I'm thinking of the PDC machine. You know, which mm-hmm. is now a little aging. <laughs> Crap. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, uh, Mr. Huckabee uh. was on yesterday and mentioned the PDC machine, which is in the price range of an iPad, mm-hmm. but actually is Windows, has more features than an iPad without a doubt. Mm. But what's the battery life on it? Well, it's not going to catch the iPad, but that's because right. it actually does stuff. Well, and it's also because it runs Windows. Yes. Like, what if it ran... Windows CE, all now known as Embedded Compact. Yeah, and, well, and, and we're you know, there's a group of folks out there that do the Windows CE things that are looking at the Windows Phone Seven and going, "Are we abandoned and nobody's told us? You know, <laughs> are we actually on the side of the road? The bus is left and we just haven't noticed. They don't really know. Maybe, like, maybe what we want is a Microsoft Surface Set. 
Yes. Uh, well, the, which is what the iPads become too, right? Yeah, You're it is. Right. These apps, the surface. These yep. collaborative apps. I know you don't care about that, but these collaborative <laughs> apps that where multiple people can be touching your iPad at the same time. Wait, you know what? We haven't now. We haven't finished gathering requirements. What is it you think you're going to do with an iPad? You know what? Okay, so Ed Bot Bot asked me that on Twitter as soon as I tweeted this today. And he's like, so um, what apps do you think you're going to run on Windows CE? But, okay, what if you don't want to run apps? Right? Okay, what if I want to use Office web apps and the Zoom services that are built in, and then I just want to use web apps? Right. Well, you're on an iPad, so no flash, no silverlight. So yeah. heaven forbid that any of the pages you go to have any plugins of any kind. Except that's going to be fixed. You think so? Yeah. Wow. Steve Jobs changes his mind? Could it be possible? He'll have to be hospitalized first. Or, or the FTC will have to come knocking and... Well, that's an interesting angle on this as well. I don't, I don't well. know. Well, did do it, they have a leg to stand on? I mean, they can choose to not support something. Right. They can. Sure. Well, yeah, because you can't argue Monopoly. No. Right, the iPhone may be successful and may be making plenty of money, but it's it's still only a third of what Nokia sold last. Can't force you know? a company to add a feature to a product. Um, well, talk to the EU about that yeah. with Microsoft. <laughs> I was just thinking done. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unless well, unless it's a browser, yeah. then maybe, maybe. Yeah, or a music player, or a search engine. You know. May, well, the, the, the seatbelts in cars, those are a requirement, I guess. Yeah, but it, it, I'm just talking in the, in the computing space alone, right? Right. What's funny is that th- there are companies that were behind the complaints that led to the EU mm. attacking Microsoft. And some of those companies are now potentially up against this same problem. You have now set a precedent where you can be ordered to add or remove a feature to your product mm. because Microsoft's had to do it. Now what? Speaking of antitrust, yes, let's talk about David Boys coming back into the scene. Do you guys know what happened Friday? Tell us, tell, tell us, us, tell us. And you better start from the beginning here. Tell us about David. For folks okay. who don't know, who's David? David Boys is the lawyer who represented the U.S. Department of Justice in their antitrust case against Microsoft. Okay. Salesforce just hired David Boys to represent them in a case against Microsoft for patent infringement. Really? Oh, yeah. So here we go again. David Boyce, who put Bill Gates on the stand and made him look pretty crazy and ridiculous, is now going to be putting who knows whom on the stand to talk about Supposed Microsoft Please don't patent let it be Steve Ballmer. Please don't let it be Steve Ballmer. Please don't let it be Steve Ballmer. <laughs> well, guess what they're at? guess what Salesforce is claiming Microsoft infringes on? They're saying .net infringes on Salesforce patents. Why? Really? How? How? I, it's it's a very convoluted thing that I cannot explain in any rational .net way. .net under fire film at 11. Yes. Um what else? And SharePoint supposedly infringing on some Salesforce patents. I don't know how either, mm. but okay. And the Windows Server App Fabric, which I'm sure you guys know. Yeah, so, yeah. Sure. So um, they're they're basically citing a lot of different patents. I think there were like eight or nine in the Salesforce complaint that went public on Friday, hmm. and they claim Microsoft is infringing. But here's why they're doing it: Microsoft sued Salesforce for patent infringement in May. This right. is a this is a like tip tit for tat. Tat thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that the countersuit right. comes into play. Yeah. But they've actually managed to acquire Microsoft's boogeyman. Yes, they have. I mean, one would argue, one could argue that congressional hearing where honestly, Mr. Gates 
and I have a lot of respect for Bill Gates. So make no mistake. But he copped an attitude to Congress. And I remember watching him and going, oh, my God. <laughs> Do you know what you've done? <laughs> like, are you crazy? He yeah. copped it. And that was the beginning of a chain that ultimately had him step down as CEO. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, set the path for his departure. And the radical, that point where he stepped down from CEO was a substantial change for Microsoft. Yes. Without a doubt. The it company would. has not been the same. No. And, even you know, irrespective of when he actually left, when he was no longer the titular boss don't care you're called chief architect. You are no longer CEO. The Microsoft started undergoing a change. And, you know, you have to debate whether this is for the better or not. Because you can no longer kick your employees' asses. Well, <laughs> I, you know, we, I, happened, I, I was fortunate to be at a lunch with Bill Gates right at the end just before he left. And we, the group of folks that had been invited to this thing, were very excited to be there. I mean, without a doubt excited. But the only people more excited were the Microsoft employees. <laughs> He, it was incredible. They were apps literally vibrating. I mean, just in a state to be in the presence of this leader, especially since this was a tech ed 2008. Like a month later, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like your last chance to sort of meet the boss while he's sort of still the boss. And so I can't, you can't blame Salesforce. The fact that they managed to land David Boyce, they found the boogeyman. Yeah, mm. they did. The yeah. one and only, you know, what does this really say to, to Microsoft? Settle. Settle yeah, totally. now. Unless you're willing, you know, the alternative to this is you're willing to go kill a demon. This portion of .NET Rocks is brought to you by our good friends at Telerik, who want me to tell you about JustMock, Telerik's mocking tool. And unlike most mocking tools, JustMock can work with non-virtual methods, sealed classes, and static methods and classes, giving you complete control over your code. And of course, you get that great Telerik quality and support. You can read more and download the tool at Telerik.com slash JustMock. And hey, don't forget to thank them for supporting .NET Rocks on their Facebook fan page, Facebook.com slash Telerik. I remember what Bill Gates said after in that press conference in Washington. He said... You know, we made a mistake. We really should have spent more time in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. I remember he said that. Yeah, yeah, he said that post facto. That, yeah, yeah, he said we really should have spent, in other words, we, we weren't looking at the palms that we needed to grease. Well, and just, re you know, the this is not a Microsoft issue. This is a technology issue. Technology companies as a whole, and I can think of exactly one exception, do not grasp the significance of the participation uh, in Washington, D.C. that matters. And the exception mm. to that, I firmly believe, is Cisco. And Google now. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, since, yeah. you know, in the 90s, Cisco got it. That's why Cisco basically got to build the internet, right? They figured this out way ahead of time. But it, the, you know, Microsoft is now the case example for every significant tech company. Get to D.C. and get it figured out and do it now. Mm -hmm. mm. Yep. Because, you know, a few annoyed senators can ruin your whole day. <laughs> they can. <laughs> they really can. <laughs> Very true. So another topic I'd love to hear your guys' opinion of, connect. And, okay, oh. so let me set the stage for this, okay? Microsoft I'm blushing. Those are the kinds of dirty thoughts I'm having right now. <laughs> so Steve Ballmer says, Connect is the most exciting product Microsoft is going to ship in 2010. He actually said that. He, like, overlooked Office. Really? The phone, the Windows 7 phone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he said, this is our biggest product of the year. Now, I'm not a gamer. I'm, I don't play games. I don't have an Xbox. Right. 
I'm kind of interested in how they think Connect is someday going to matter to Office because they've said they think that. I tend to agree. Uh, I agree. Um, but I, I'd like to hear why you guys agree and when you think that's going to happen. Yeah, so so I think it goes far beyond game control. I think the the ability to wave your hands around and make things happen on your computer is pretty damn compelling. And uh, not just for games, for for applications, for interactivity. I think it's going to make the iPad look crazy, look like silly. The iPod, certainly tablets and laptops and things like that, and and certainly desktop computers. I mean, look, your you, our desktop computer right now is connected via an HDMI in the back of our uh, you know thing to our television here, where we're looking at a program. You know, computers and televisions are sort of morphing, and it's if you can. Go, you know, and I'm making a gesture with my hand here and go to your favorite website and, you know, spin around and turn on somersaults or whatever you do or flick your fingers and, you know, you're you're looking at books or or whatever you're doing. It changes the whole landscape of computing as we know it. There's subtler things here, too. I mean, we haven't you have to go back and look at the original project. Uh, that, that when, it was Natal. when it was Natal, mm-hmm. because the big thing was not just the basic motion sensing, but the person recognition. Yeah, right. That that here's there's an infrared camera on there device. that's smart enough to figure out who is who. Mm-hmm. So you you you're now talking about gesture based interfacing and part yeah. of the, but also making other kinds of interface work better. Like my audio friend over there will tell you, you know, what's the oh, problem yeah. with voice control? I don't know which voice to listen to. That's I don't right. know how to discriminate. That's right. But you know. If I can do facial recognition yeah. and I can locate the position of people's bodies, I can also start aiming and shaping directional mics. So suddenly voice control works way hmm. better. Well, you know, I can use I can use microphone arrays now to determine where somebody is in two dimensions. Right. Um, but I can't uh, but but adding video just makes it that much easier. Yeah, this con- this synthesis of interpreting people, I think, is very powerful. And the fact that they've got it down to an $150 USB device is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It is a big deal. Yeah. Now you start thinking, you know, this now becomes part of a monitor. You know, we've already put cameras in mo- monitors, but we can go further with, we've put microphones in monitors. This kind of interface now just makes the machine that much more responsive to people. I- I'm having a hard time imagining, I mean, there, there are so many things that you can imagine you could do with this that, that it's, I, I get choked. You know, hmm. creativity just gets choked. Hmm. And I'm thinking, I there's stuff that I can't even comprehend. People are going to do with it. Yeah, and but and and I appreciate you know we get into gesture based interfacing and so forth. But there's simple features that adding these things in make it compelling. And once you've got it there and made it relatively ubiquitous, and I'm talking maybe 10% penetration, which is sort of a magic number in terms of utilization, then a lot of those other things fall out of it. So taking up the security of a machine a notch, because I can facially recognize you, it's not enough by itself, right? I'm still going to ask for password and so forth. But if your face doesn't match the account you're trying to log in, I'm going to make it harder, right? I'm going to react to that uncertainty. The same way my bank reacts to me logging into my my online account out of the country mm-hmm. or on a different machine, right? There's this gradation of security. If everything looks right, then I'm going to make it easier for you so that the normal case seems uh, simple. We could see more and more of that as we have machines more able to recognize the users that are there. So along with the uh, increase in sales of, of uh, Connect, you're going to see an increase in, in sales of humanal head masks. 
<laughs> I think. Yes. With the blood vessels mounted in them so that they can actually get the infrared yeah, exactly. lighting right. Send us a picture of your friend and we'll make you a humanoid head mask <laughs> with a zipper in the back that you can put on to, to uh, access their bank account. That's awesome. Yeah, I I don't know. I I but, guess I was I was limited in my view being a New Yorker and thinking about limited space. And I'm like, do I really want to have a monitor I'm gesturing at? I I like if I gesture too far in my apartment, I hit walls. Yeah, right. right. So <laughs> <laughs> the studio I'm in right now is bigger than my apartment. Yeah, but it is in some respects. I'm disturbed by how fixated Microsoft is on the consumer market. I yeah. don't appreciate Steve's comment that this is the most important product he yeah. shipped this year. I don't agree with it. It's an important product, and in the future we may see some remarkable things from it. But there are other really great products that, that Microsoft's putting out. And if I had to pick one that could come out this year that I think would have the largest impact, it should be WinPhone 7. Yeah, I would think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. This whole, yeah. I, I, I just mean, think it's irresponsible to say one product is better is. than another yeah, product. You've got to love all company. your children, Steve. Yes. Love yeah. them all. Yes. It, it made some hurt feelings in other product groups. Oh, I bet. Yes. I heard from some of those people and yeah. they weren't too happy about that statement. But, um, I don't know. Like the whole consumerization. This is why you surely shouldn't go on the stand. I'm just saying. Yes, <laughs> the consumerization of IT thing. I I don't know. I've never been a huge believer of it, and it's so ingrained in Microsoft right now. Like, hey, if they love Xbox, they're going to really want SharePoint. <laughs> I don't know. I have a problem with that. <laughs> well, and, and and let's let's be plain about the Xbox, right? Microsoft bought this market. They cost them a billion dollars. Right. It's a great product, but you know, how can you call anything a great product that lost that much money? Yeah. Ask Robbie Buck who's leaving. Yeah, but he wasn't leaving because of the billion dollars, which is stunning right. all by itself. Yeah. Although who knows why he's really leaving. Yeah, I don't think we really know. We don't really know. Yeah. But that could be post Red Ring of Death. Well, and the JLR <laughs> thing is kind of interesting, too. You know, you're right. Maybe he is actually leaving because of the, the Xbox failure, but that they wanted to wait for a certain time. I'm just surprised at the whole JLR thing at the same time. And I think the announcement timing is horrible. Mm. It's almost like somebody sat down and said, so I think we've really nailed it with the WinPhone 7. <laughs> now, how can we really mess it up? Oh, what can we do? I know. Let's release a couple of more phones a couple of weeks later. After not releasing any significant phones for, for a year, we're going to put out some more a couple of weeks later. And then when we finally gotten over that, we're going to fire the leaders of the teams that are supposed to be leading those products to success. Yeah, that'll do it. What a great idea. Write that one down. We're geniuses. Yeah. The timing was very odd. Did I, did I make that implication? I, I just – it makes me cry because I really do think – we could do better than the iPhone, and we could do better than the Android. Like there is a there is a door open there. It's not open very wide, but it's open there, and we should try and do better. Mm -hmm. mm. It's another one of those markets. I'm like, I want Microsoft to have something good here yeah. because the more choices the consumer has, the better, right? I mean, not just in theory, but in reality. And I don't I don't use a Windows mobile phone because they're crap basically right now. And yeah, and I still carry one. Like I'm, you do. I'm, Bearing a torch here. You are. Right? You sure are. I am alone, <laughs> I admit. 
I am bearing torch here, but uh, you know I do like HTC in general. I think they're a- I feel I feel for the guys who made the HD two. I know because it's a gorgeous phone, right? And they just got you know slammed Killed. in the head there, just yeah. like that with a lovely phone. That's like they finally figured out a really great Windows six five phone, and then an announcement it mixed just banged it up. Right? Yeah, made life very hard for them. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I really hope Windows Phone Seven is awesome. I'm I'm ready to buy one. Yeah, if yeah. it is awesome. Me too. I'm with you. Um, but if it's not awesome, I'm not going to buy one. No, and uh, and then what do you buy? I know, and not an nope. iPhone. Just out of curiosity, <laughs> what are you carrying? Okay, you have a phone. This is even cr- uh, wait till you hear what I'm carrying yeah. and why, because it's crazy. When people see what phone I'm using, they just kind of go crazy. I'm using an LG Envy. It's just a phone. It's just a phone it's with a phone. an awesome keyboard yeah. and that I've dropped into sewer troughs in New York and cleaned Pick up. it up and it keeps going. And it keeps going. It's a f- and then, you know, there's a funny thing about this. You, you've hit on a key thing for me. If all us geeks just put down our smartphones for a minute and picked up what normal motors, mor- mortals are using for conventional cell phones – they're awesome for me. They are. Calls. Just awesome. Their batteries last for days and days and, and for days. And for texting? Yeah. I mean, that's why I don't want a touch-only phone. I want a phone with a keyboard. You and need a keyboard. I do. I text a lot. And I text for work. I text for personal reasons. And I, if the phone doesn't have a good keyboard, I don't want it. I almost got the droid Yeah. when it came out. But then I tried the keyboard, and I was like, okay, that's crap. Not going to do it. No. Yeah, let it go. Yeah. Well, and I guess there's a, there's a point here that I'm still wrestling with, which is generally speaking, integrated products are not better. No. Right? Yes. I'm a big uh, advocate in that. So, I mean, granted, I'm carrying a Windows mobile phone, but I'm carrying an S743, which is not a sexy Windows mobile phone. Not, you know, it's not an HD2 because it is mostly a phone. My main feature on a phone is that it works in all the crazy places I go, right? I'm a, a quad band quad 3g band kind of guy i need my phone to work everywhere and that's the main feature on the phone for me and uh you know sticking with win mobile is just you know sort of a sad little the last lighter i own kind of thing here i am <laughs> i've got my light up really i'm trying to i'm trying to be a good man here it's hard but uh, I, i'm wondering if this is my last win mobile phone i'm going to take that win phone 7 out for a spin i hope yeah. this one stick hangs together long enough to actually get to win phone 7 and i hope i love it you only have to wait till october that's what they tell me <laughs> uh nestor wants to know um do you, do you is it true that microsoft is leaving the zune business um well it depends how you um define the zune business I, here's what I've heard. I've heard there's one more Zune player coming. Um, and it's possibly coming this year. It's, some people are calling it like the Zune HD2. Really? Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be just like the iPod Touch, from what I've heard. Okay. But it's a Zune, which okay. would be really cool so, if they do that. Or it's also like it's a Win Phone 7 without the phone. Exactly. Right. Right. Zune phone minus phone. Yeah. Um, Hopefully it'll run Silverlight then. Mm. Yes, you would hope. Yeah. But maybe not. Hey, I just want to give a shout out real quick to our friends at Data Dynamics who uh, make ActiveReports.net, among other really awesome things. ActiveReports.net is great because uh, it allows you to just build your reports with an easy editor, embed them right in your application, provide PDF and HTML output, give your end users a report editor, royalty free, of course, a great access report upsizing wizard, and all this for a price that isn't going to break the bank. ActiveReports.net from Data Dynamics. Go check it out now at datadynamics.com.
We have a caller? Yeah. Hey, it's Joey Davila. Hey, Hi. Joey. How you doing? Hey, fine, thanks. And you know what I'm calling on? The Thriller from Manila. He's calling uh, on a Windphone right. 7, the bugger. Are you? He is. He's a DE out of Canada, and he's got one. The accordion yeah. guy? He's the accordion yeah. guy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I, I am calling on a prototype model that... Uh, that the Windphone team has sent me. We hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Go away. It sounds yeah, very it good. <laughs> yeah, he sounds great. <laughs> yeah, it works. It, it, it works like a charm. I've had it for. Uh, I, I've had it for a few days now. In fact, I had to pick it up from the uh, FedEx depot deep inside Trontonimo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I ran. The, yeah, I ran through the uh, security gauntlet just to get downtown to get, uh, to pick up the phone. And yeah, it's great. I really like it. Uh, yeah, I've been noodling. Uh, been noodling around with some programming for it. Uh, it looks good. And Richard, I'd like to thank you for being a champ and hanging on to it. You know, Winmo six one or six five. Which one do you have? Still six one. Yeah. And okay. Six, still yeah. crazy. After <laughs> <all> <laughs> But, you know, and I consciously picked up this phone. It was relatively inexpensive. My last one, which was an HTC uh, Touch Cruise, uh, took a couple too many gamma rays. Uh, if, uh-huh. You know, once you fly in the, in the you know, uh, 150 to 200 miles a mile a year class, you know you cook off a phone at least once a year <laughs> from radiation. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a non-trivial thing. I usually I lose an SD card or a CF card once a year as well. It's just... You know, when you're up at altitude all the time, it's hard on phones. Uh, and so when my touch cruise lost it, I thought, well, I want to hang in for Windphone 7. So I bought a relatively inexpensive multi-band uh, HTC phone. And uh, it's just started. It's been a few months. It's just starting to get weird. I think it's taken a couple of hits because <laughs> I've been doing some runs to Europe. And that, that's a long time in the plane. And that's hard on the phone. But uh, we'll see if it makes it to October. I'm and holding in. Nestor, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, wow, no. it's a party now. now. It's a party. We got Canada, we got Bolivia. Wow, we're all over the place. Are you? Are you three uh, guys? All, all, all of you in one studio? We're in the room. Mary, together. Joe, and Richard, and I are here in New London, Connecticut. Oh, hence the good quality of your voices. And, uh, and I, I'm phoning in from Toronto. Yeah, and you're using a Windows phone. Yes, and we hate them. <laughs> and Nestor, you sound right. great too. You'd I never know. know you were calling from a different continent. Mm-mm. Oh, of course not. I'm I'm, I'm using Skype. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. Well, well you know, uh, Skype is, is is a piece of technology that uh, borrow a lot from um, the guys from Napster. So it's actually not Skype that uh, is failing; is is uh, the network uh, around you. So there might not be the. Uh, that much people, that many people in... Uh, yeah. In, well, you know, ultimately, net- all software must tolerate a failing network. That is the nature of the internet. So I would still blame it on the software. You have a uh, question for Mary Jo, Nestor? Um, yeah. Um, Mary Jo, you, you remember, um, I sent you maybe three, four months ago, um, I had sent you a, a screen of of this... Um, there was a brouhaha with the partners um, website, uh, the Microsoft website for partners, where you load your orders and see your licenses for your customers. Oh yeah, yep. Do you remember that? I, what I was this about? Pre- Can you tell us briefly? Yeah. So this was um, Microsoft's volume licensing site, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yeah. So they they did this big changeover around the start of this year, where they 
upgraded, quote unquote, to a new version of the Volume Licensing Center, and it was a disaster. Oh, total okay. disaster! Yes, total disaster. Partners it, it, couldn't see point. what they they couldn't see their licenses, and I mean, it okay. was it was just a nightmare. But they fixed it supposedly. Yeah, Nestor. Mm-hmm. Or no? Yeah, they they did, uh, but timing was really bad. I I remember that he was a. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think he was closing either a quarter or or just the end of the month. Yeah, specifically the the time when you're trying to reach your sales goals and and, and every oh, um, distributor yeah. is also doing that. But it, it it was all over the world. It, it was not just an area. Right. It was everywhere. Yeah, I remember that, and people were screaming and. Then we started writing about it, and then suddenly Microsoft was like, we're sorry, we're sorry, yes, we're going to fix it. And, yeah, so they were responsive, but... Eventually. Belatedly, yeah. Yeah, ev- eventually. Yeah. Because what, what happened was that um, resellers like, like me, we didn't get a, a single um, letter of apology, so mm-hmm. it was just us in front of all customers. It, it was a nightmare for us. Yeah, yeah. So, Nestor, you so, were not able to deliver products you had promised to your customers. It wasn't just yeah, a reporting yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It was a. Um, I remember I had this big customer that wanted to uh, That's try the Skype I know and love. Oh, there we go. <laughs> he sounded a little voipy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that, Nestor. Go ahead. <laughs> He's a little voipy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, we had a big customer that wanted to try a Windows 7 deployment, mm. yeah. and they planned around buying the licenses and everything, and, uh, and they had this schedule, but they missed it totally um, two weeks. They were two weeks behind, and we, we almost had uh, to pay up a, a fee, uh, what do you call this, um, which introducing a contract when you're not going to deliver in, in a time. late delivery mm. fee. Yeah, 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 that. Um, because you couldn't get, get the licenses. Month. I love how Joey is staying silent. No, you, you couldn't download. I'm listening, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm listening just... and learning. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's the, that's one of the roles of a developer evangelist. We need but the accordion on. right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Playing something sad. Yes. Sorry, Nestor. We're we're having fun at your expense. Go right ahead. <laughs> um, well, uh, the, the customer couldn't download the, the, their software. They, well, they could. They had the copies because we, we made a couple of copies and sent them uh, their way, but they, they couldn't activate the software with, the, with their keys because they didn't have access to that. And, and mm. in, 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 I, I remember that um, all that we, we said, well, use, use our keys. We, we, we can pass your keys. And they didn't want to. They, they were very, um, quote-unquote, legal on that Right, aspect. they're trying to do it right. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it hurt their business. It hurt our business, and uh, we didn't receive any anything from them. Um, what, what I remember also was that you had to call in and tell them what your contract number was, and their their phone lines were were really you you could hear the the call centers. Every every uh, operator there was was handling the same issue because right. they. they mm-hmm. They would say, uh, um, "Can you hold?" And they would just cover the phone and and maybe speak to the person. Then, well, what do we do next? What do I do next? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it took over the whole what thing. Um, <clears throat> are you aware of of, of anything uh, that that happened in, inside Microsoft as a result of this? I'm sure some heads rolled, um, but I don't know whose. <laughs> um, 
No, I, you know, I know they had to go public with the whole debacle once it started getting publicized. Right. And um, they had to talk about what they were doing to remedy the situation. Then they had a bunch of webcasts to try to help you guys fix things on your end once the site was up again. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going to change permanently as a result of that. If anything. Well, what I know is that they had many dissimilar systems on the, on the back office, which is why they upgraded the, the, the whole thing. And yeah. um, but I, I saw a Siebel, um Is that how it's pronounced in English? Siebel, Siebel yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a Siebel, um screenshot and um, uh, that, that made me wonder why, why they weren't using one of their ERP or CRM um, systems on, on the back office. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they're doing that now. Yeah, they're they're a hu- Microsoft is a huge Siebel shop, believe it or not. Yep, and um, y- you know something related to this that was kind of interesting. I just found out recently is um, so Microsoft. You know, now let's talk about the cloud because this is a good segue into the cloud. So, okay. um, Microsoft is moving all or, n- or not all ninety to ninety five percent of their internal apps to the cloud right, right now. to Azure right to Azure and. Um, just in general to the cloud. Right. Um, so the idea is that they're going to be, be able to have better performance, more reliability, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But it's going to take them probably 10 years to get this whole thing done because they have so is many internal apps. Yep. They said it's going to take them about 10 years because they've got hundreds, if not thousands, of internal apps that they've built, like their sales tracking app mm-hmm. and this volume licensing center mm-hmm. and all these kind of internally facing apps. So this is their goal is to get off of some proprietary software like Siebel and move everything to new systems that are hosted in the cloud. And, mm. you know, maybe maybe that'll help. Maybe it won't. I'm, I'm not sure. But that's that's where they're going in the future with this. Well, and Ray Ozzie said this at PDC in 2008, right? We've got all these huge, it was like eight major web properties that are all duplicated resources and equipment, and they should be using a shared central resource, and that's going to be Azure. Right. And I, I buy that. I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for it to happen because right. I know Azure will get dramatically better as soon as Microsoft depends on it. Definitely. You know, that's yeah. that's what it's all about. It's, yeah. You know, that's mm. the, the confidence I have in the Amazon product. Every time we've looked at this is Amazon uses it. Right. You mm. know, what better proof do you need? Yeah. Yeah. And that I was, was reading in, in the MSDN magazine. Um, the, the editor, uh, Keith Ward, was saying that um, cloud is a great solution looking uh, for a problem. Hmm. I think there's lots of problems that can be solved in the cloud. Yeah. yeah. I don't think the cloud's credibility is much issue here. It's a, it, you know, lots of people are jumping under the cloud bandwagon, but the basic premise seems to work. Hey, we've got a question from Colin coming in over Twitter. Uh, Mary, what happened with the Microsoft2.net site? Was it a deliberate decision to end it with the departure of Bill? I hope that website is still up. It's up. I just checked. Okay, good. <laughs> and, the la- and the last blog post is, you know, the date, yeah. that 2008 date when Bill was actually leaving. Yep. So Microsoft2.net is um, a website I put up when I wrote my book about Microsoft, which is called Microsoft 2.0. And um, the reason I put that website up was because I had a lot of interesting documentation that I, that I got through my sources that my book editors were too nervous for me to put in print um, because their lawyers looked at it and said, oh, no, we're not letting you publish that because they're, you know, NDA memos and proprietary information. So I went out and I bought the domain name and I put all this stuff up on the website to be supporting documentation um, 
for the book. So I'm keeping that site up because there's a lot of interesting stuff that I found. Um, and I'm going to keep it up for a while. So don't worry. It's still up. It's, but it doesn't need to change, right? It doesn't need to change because, um, I mean, I, it, I feel like my regular blog, which is all about Microsoft.com, is where I write about what's happening at Microsoft these days since Bill Gates has left his day-to-day departure. And the, the documentation on the Microsoft 2 site was more leading up to that point. Uh, you know, uh, Mary Jo, that book yes. and the site were my reference material, some of my reference materials when I was interviewing with Microsoft. Wow. Wow. I hope you didn't mention it. It probably wouldn't have helped your case. <laughs> <laughs> he did get the job. I know. Right? That's surprising. <laughs> so have you had anybody sniffing around, uh, sending you threatening letters or anything about that content? No. No. Um, it, it all worked out fine, and I didn't get any cease and desist um, or any anything that concerned me in any way. So that was good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Did you feel you were taking a pretty big risk? Um, I had a lot of sleepless nights yeah. when the book went out at first. And uh, I, I just was like, wow, I hope nobody sues me because it's just me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, and by that token, it's like, why would they? It's just you. What are they going to get? I know. Yeah. They might have gotten my non-existent iPad. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Other than that, I don't know what they would have gotten. <laughs> but yeah, but it was still scary because you know, like uh, the way the way I ended up writing that book was when I first came up with the idea of writing a book about what was going to happen at Microsoft once Bill Gates left the company. And I told Microsoft I wanted to write this book. And they were like, great, we want to give you Ray Ozzy. We want to mm. give you Steve Ballmer. We want to give you everybody. And you can interview them. And this can be the fodder for the book. Mm. And then I started writing the book. And about um, four months into the book, they said, you know what? We changed our mind. We're not going to talk to you at all. Wow. And in fact, <laughs> we've sent notes. Well, they didn't tell me this, but I found out. They sent notes to all their executives and said, if she tries to talk to you, don't help her. Wow. Um, Interesting. So they said, I guess you're not going to do the book, huh? And I said, um, yeah, I'm going to do the book. But I'll bring up that part where you said, yeah. nobody helped me. <laughs> right, and I did. <laughs> yeah. I, I just reread it, and yeah, there's that whole point. And, I, of course, you left out the part where initially they were going to help you. Yeah, In the book, they you were. just said, they said, no, that yeah. they're, they're mm. not going to do this. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad, I'm glad the book was useful to someone out there. <laughs> I, yeah. I actually heard some good things from people about it, and um, I know it was even used in a college class. Um, wow. Yeah, so that was kind of cool, too. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and I think you were, you were pretty accurate in the sense of what sort of happened in the senior management level, that uh, it is Steve's boys. It is. You know, and there, there's been a couple of interesting posts recently about, you know, people are talking about uh, Bomber should go and that mm-hmm. Microsoft is in trouble and so forth. And Microsoft um, swung back recently saying, hey, yeah. look at how much money we make. Like, I know. This, you, it, we're a very big company. And, you know, the, the, the interesting corollary here, which I think says a lot about the leadership is, yeah, the, the stock price of, of Microsoft has been pretty static <laughs> in the 10 years that yeah. Steve Ballmer has been in charge. Mm. Yeah. But the profitability has gone up substantially. Yes. Mm-hmm. They make more money. Even though they're they're so it's like right. they just don't give it to their shareholders. Well, <laughs> so the point being, their shareholders aren't wildly pleased with right. the company, right? But the company itself, from an operations point of view, is doing very well. Although one would also argue this, as somebody who's worked at a lot of different companies, a more when you focus on profitability, you're now being an accountant, not a visionary, mm-hmm. right? You're mm-hmm. not creating new products and growing markets. Yeah. You're getting more and more efficient in the markets that you're in, right? Mm-hmm. And you have to debate how mm-hmm. long that lasts, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. You Indeed. know, but the the point I always bring up when I, I get t- 
tons of mail from people saying, I can't believe you are in Steve Ballmer's camp. Like, how can you back this guy? He's a lunatic, you know? <laughs> um, but I always say, okay, so who do you think should run Microsoft? Yeah. Okay, got some ideas? Who? Bring like, Bill back. Yeah, and you hear that and you're like, come on, Bill's done. Bill doesn't want to run Microsoft anymore. No, he's, sa- he's, he's saving the world now. He's saving the world. He's right. killing mosquitoes with lasers. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is pretty awesome, yeah. actually. <laughs> he's not coming back, guys. <laughs> Bill, I'd, be, I'd be saving the, he's killing mosquitoes with lasers too, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he's on to the next thing, right? And so, yeah. Let me give you a corollary question then. What other company would hire Steve Ballmer to run it? Hmm. Back to your original Laptop. question. What's that? Slap chop. Map drop? Slap chop. Oh, slap, slap chop. chop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You, uh, actually, uh, just as a quick comment, you know, um, I've worked at a lot of startups, and um, by comparison, Steve is actually a pretty sane CEO. <laughs> sanity, 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 sanity. I think we got to end it on that. We're out of no, time. No, 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 no. We, we started late. We can go a little bit over. Okay. Um, what I was going to say is who would run Microsoft? The yeah. first person that comes to mind is Scott Guthrie. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Red oh, shirts yeah. for all employees. There you go. I think Scott is awesome. He mm-hmm. is awesome. But could he run Microsoft? I, I don't know. He's got the kind of calm head and analytical mind that that bill has yeah but you also frankly. need a business mind yeah there yeah. is the business mind right. aspect of it and and i don't don't i don't know i can't presume to know scott got through well enough to know what his business mind is like i like his products i like how he runs his teams mm-hmm. uh, i know he's an inspirational leader inside of microsoft and that people really well, you gotta really like him. his polo <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you can't resist the man's shirt. What no, can you say? Right. And I mean, his, and his red versus blue. But yeah. I mean, you know, you know, it's not as much about business. Um, I mean, look, Steve is a Harvard business major, right? Yeah. Isn't he? Mm-hmm. He actually finished. He actually finished, <laughs> and you know, that's not what it's all about. You no. know, basic business sense is yes, you have to have that, but you hire people to run the numbers and do that stuff. They just. You just make the decisions, and you inspire people, and you lead. Yeah. Yep. You don't necessarily manage, but you lead. The, right. na- the name you hear all the time coming up is, let, give, let Steven Sanofsky run the company. Yeah. And I am not a fan of that idea, even though I think the guy runs a very solid Windows team now. Um, I think he's really organized and smart, but he's not always the most popular guy inside or outside of Microsoft because – of his regimentation. I think Guthrie would make it a kinder, gentler Microsoft, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, but he, and he's not that senior, actually, when you play in that echelon. When you think senior, right. you think Craig Mundy. Ooh. He's still there. Yeah. He's old school. They need he's, a younger they guy. you, Richard. No, you I should run Microsoft. Think not. <laughs> no, th- I, think, I think they need a younger guy. And I'm not saying that as an ageist comment, as much as that may sound like that. I think Microsoft needs a young face for their next guy. And you know what? Ballmer said he's going to retire supposedly by 2018. Right. Is that right? Or 2000. No, yeah, 2018. 2018, I think he said. When his youngest son goes to college. I like hmm. that idea. Yeah. I don't know. So we have some time to come up with a new leadership slate. Is there going to be a uh, Microsoft 3.0? No, there is not. 2.1? Writing, no, Just writing a book 2.5? was my personal <laughs> hell. And yeah. I hope to never do another one. I'm in agreement. I've written two of them, and I never want to do it again. No, it's not my cup of tea. I don't like to collaborate, for one thing, so that makes it tough. <laughs> All right. Was it good money, though? 
You're making because money everybody says there. that you I made money. I made money, which in the book world, that says a lot if you yeah. make money. Um, the way I made money, which was kind of interesting, was because my book got translated into five languages, and mm. that's where I made all my money. Interesting. Wow. Was it translated yeah. into Spanish? No. Can you believe that? French, right? No. You would be rich if it was in Spanish. Yeah. It got translated into French, Korean, Chinese, and... Oh, the French hate Microsoft. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. There was one other language. Danish, maybe? It was some other unusual one. But um, yeah. So that's where I made the money on the book. So mm. it, it was. I worked way harder on it than... Mm. Like if I look at my per hourly rate for that book, mm-hmm. I didn't make very much money. But right. it was good to get my name out and get a broader audience. So yeah. Yeah, it was good. Can I can I lead you to to another topic briefly? Well, we're just about we're more than out of time, but if you can be brief, yes. Yeah, I can. Um, you were talking about um, a, a suit against Salesforce earlier, mm-hmm. and I think that uh, Dynamics, the Dynamics line, is going to be a workhorse at Microsoft. What do you think about uh, the CRM line? Yeah, I think the product as a whole. Yeah, I, it's getting a lot of pickup. Um, they, in fact, in that post Richard was talking about earlier that Frank Shaw wrote on the Microsoft corporate site, mm-hmm. they talk about how long it took Salesforce to get to 1 million customers and how long it's taken Microsoft to get to 1 million customers mm-hmm. with CRM. It's taken Microsoft a lot less time. It was to, nine years versus six, six years. Nine versus six, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that thing's going to snowball and they're going to get a lot of play for Dynamics. Mm. Okay. And with that, that that's the show. Hey, guys, Nestor, thank you very much. And uh, Joey. Joey. Yeah, uh, you know what I'm going to call in when uh, my coworker John Bristow's on. Oh, you know, you better. <laughs> you better. Oh, yeah. you play be- play you some better accordion. <laughs> yeah, if you play some accordion, I'll play some guitar. We'll jam out. Awesome. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> .NET Rocks is recorded and produced by Pwop Productions, providing professional audio, audio mastering, video, post-production, and podcasting services. Online at www.pwop.com. .NET Rocks is a production of Franklin's Net, training developers to work smarter and offering custom on-site classes in Microsoft development technology with expert developers. Online at www.franklins.net. For more .NET Rocks episodes and to subscribe to the podcast feeds, go to our website at www.dotnetrocks.com. Got a transmitter band by the FCC.